What's up, friends? Welcome back to The Laughter Life. I am TJ, and I'm so glad that you joined us. Uh, today's episode, the B-I-B-L-E. Did you ever sing that song as a kid? The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. And then you'd yell, Bible! <laughs> for something that's like a, a war cry and something that gives them PTSD uh, after being in church and all of those sorts of things. Oh, it's 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 complicated, right? Like when you think about it. Um, the guy I follow, uh, his name is Phil Drisdale. He he did a lot of work around uh, people that are like deconstructing some of those beliefs that those, especially those Christian beliefs that they've had uh, in their life. Uh, and usually they're people who were faithful church attenders, were deeply knowledgeable about the Bible, uh, a decent amount had uh, been to Bible college or something like that. And uh, it, it's, it's so fascinating that for so many, uh, choosing to deconstruct these beliefs has been important to them to remain faithful to Jesus. And when it comes to the Bible, that's something that I feel too. It's something that uh, is is complex because I had based so much of my life around this thing, but it's also one that I've seen really produce more spiteful people, um, less compassionate or empathic people uh, that are believers or followers of Jesus. And so what I want to do today is just kind of freestyle a little bit on, you know, my, my beliefs and where I'm at right now. I'll maybe go a little bit more in depth in future episodes about uh, why I believe it, but I just wanted to share some of that with you. You know, for me, um, when I was a teenager, I, I did this thing called Bible Quiz. I think there's even a documentary about it, so go, go check that out somewhere. But really what it is, is it's uh, helping teenagers to remember uh, to memorize whole books of the Bible and then to go and compete against one another to see who's memorized it better. <laughs> crazy culture. And I, and I, I think I watched the documentary. Man, if, if not, it's just a crazy dream that I had. But um, so, something to check out if you haven't checked that out before. Uh, then I went to Bible college and I did a uh, four-year degree. My bachelor's was in biblical studies. Uh, spent a lot of time learning those sorts of things. Uh, when you would ask my group of friends, uh, they would they would often rely on me, uh, both in college as well as even early in my ministry career when I was a pastor. Um, they would ask me, hey, TJ, where in the Bible does it say this? And I could pretty reliably show chapter and verse because in my head, I had a pretty good, accurate remembrance of uh, the outline of the Bible and where certain things were found in that. And so I, I guess all that to say, sort of braggadociously, just to kind of give a little bit of credence to uh, my my evolving and changing beliefs, is that I'm not a schlub when it comes to the Bible. Like I, I've studied these things. I know that there's a variety of viewpoints on these sorts of things. Uh, but there came a point where it just didn't work for me anymore, where it felt like, like so many people, Andy Stanley, others before him, others since him, um, it, it, this idea of what they call bibliolatry, that people were making an idol out of the Bible, that they were saying that this belief that the Bible is infallible, inerrant, became more important than Jesus himself or their faith in Jesus. It was, it was used to justify not loving people or uh, not caring for people, or they could you know, twist it to their ideology, whether it be politically, religiously, whatever it is. Um, it became a center focal point so much that people were, that's, that was the most staunch thing that they believed, right? Uh, 
And I love like, I, I, I do, I, I really appreciate kind of where Andy Stanley sits in the middle of all this. Uh, because one of the things he said was, you know, when it, when it comes down to it, like the thing that I believe the most is the resurrection of Jesus. And I would agree with that sort of belief because that, that is one of the most important things that if you're going to be a follower of Jesus in the way of Jesus, like to believe in that, uh, is, is a very important kind of central thing. Uh, but we've, we've made quite often in Christian circles, the Bible, the center, the center of attention in the things that we, that we do. Uh, but really this idea of the inerrant infallible is, is more of a 20th century invention, um, more of something that we have kind of created as we were more in the rationalistic approach to life. And so, um, it doesn't bother me to throw that out a little bit more. I still believe that these are uh, inspired books of people's experiences with God, uh, that they're important um, to our understanding. But I also believe that when you look at these sacred scriptures, uh, as well as writings that have happened since then, it shows us really an evolution of our understanding of God. Because one of the biggest things that's so hard to come to grips with for so many people that's asked in uh, Christian circles is, how do you reconcile the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament? And for me, that, that was a hard one to reconcile. How does, how does God here condone genocide and here say that you need to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you? Is this a different God? Is it a changing God? And people will say all different sorts of covenants and things like that, and that might be true. But for me, the the explanation that makes the most sense, the one that is, has clicked for me most recently, is this idea that what people are writing down was their understanding of God at the time within their culture, where they were at, who they were. and. What's going to scare a lot of Christians is that what that lends itself to is you can then continue to have an evolving view of God and how he is working in the world. It's a lot easier to kind of have control over 66 books, um, unless you're Catholic, right? Then you have extra books in there, um, but those can't be right, right? Like <laughs> all, all the mental gymnastics people go through, but the, the, the control of those things and that this is what it is. This is when God spoke to these specific people and this is what we should be building everything off of here. Um, I don't believe that anymore. And here's why, because if you, if you look at it as an evolving sense of belief, Practically, like some people view things differently. If you just look at those first five books of the Bible, if, if Moses really did write those first five books, that's one person's perspective of how God is working in that time. And in a very patriarchal society or what, however you want to view it, it's really easy for him to write from that viewpoint. Um, but what if Zipporah, his his wife were, were writing books about her experience. She wasn't allowed to as part of that culture. But what if she wrote her perspective of God? Would it be different? I think that it would. And so while it's so beneficial to see these people who have written these things, a lot of times it was, it was within a culture that they had some sort of power or privilege to be able to write these things and pass them down to others. And so it's certain perspectives of what God is like. So, <laughs> one person says, God told me that we need to go kill all of these people. Man, I, 
I, I struggle with that. And, and you know, I, I don't have easy answers to it when you consider that, like, the, the book of Joshua, like, when the walls of Jericho fell, like, was that a miracle from God uh, to do that, to, to crush enemies? Or was it some other different explanation there? And that was because they were the winners. That was their interpretation of it there. Right? When, when you consider people that have settled lands with colonialism throughout the years, they would say that they were sent on a mission from God to do that. But I don't believe that the people that were overtaken would say that they were uh, <laughs> on a mission from God. They would say they're on a mission from the devil, right? And so watching how this works and how this evolves, we, let's just look at the, the life of Jesus. If you look at the writings of Jesus, the gospels, what we know about him it's like he has come to earth to tell us how God is really like because maybe we've missed it. You want a simple example? If you're, if you're a person that's kind of saying, TJ, you are way out there in a heretic, I don't believe you. Um, just look at what Jesus says. There, in some of his most fundamental teaching, he says, you've heard it said, but I say to you. So he's, he says things like, you've heard it said eye for an eye, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You've gotten this wrong. You've had these teachers that have told you this, but what I'm telling you, the heart of God is to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And it's like Jesus is setting all of this right. He's not coming to kick ass as this person that's going to conquer and overtake the world. But as it says in John 3, 17, it says that God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He didn't just come to take out every non-Jewish person that's out there, but he came to show that God really does love people from all backgrounds, that the view of God, of the genocidal overtaker is not the God who, who is part of this world, who's the true reality, the, two, the true source. He's the God who loves all people and his desire is to bring all people to this connection, to the, the true reality of love and who he is. And we miss it so often when we try to justify this view of God there. If you just look even outside of the Bible, if, if you don't believe that we evolve in our view of God, then man, how do you, how do you show that people that justified slavery for hundreds of years and believed that they were doing so in the name of God could now have ancestors that have changed their views on that and said, that is not of God, that's actually pure evil. There's this evolution of God that, that's, that's happening, that's saying that this isn't of God, despite how you justify it in the Bible. If you look at a verse from Paul that talks about slaves obey your masters, but that is not that's not what God wants. That's, that's not true freedom for people. That's not everybody being created under equal under the eyes of God. There's this evolution of how God is working in the world. And I think that it keeps happening. I think that people keep evolving in their view of God and seeing him differently. I know that I am. I've changed my views on the way that God loves, the people that God loves. And man, I'll tell you what, the more that I've been able to not just hold the Bible on a pedestal, but rather view it as something that points me to Jesus first, and then 
that those words, those, those sacred writings are teaching me about God and people's perspectives of him. It helps me to change my own perspectives. It helps me to see that if they could have gotten it wrong, I could get it wrong. And I want to be more like God. I want to be true love. I want true love to be the reality that anchors me and centers me in all of life and what I'm doing. I believe that's why Jesus came. And so, man, I got, I got passion there. And I don't know if I made any sense, but it's, it's something that's really, really important to me because I'm tired of making an idol of it. I'm tired of that idol being something that people bow down to while saying, screw you to their neighbors. I'm tired of that being something that justifies really bigoted, terrible behavior from people. Because that's that's not that's not ultimate reality. And if we're honest, like in our guts, we we know that that's not how we should act. That's not the people we should be. They should we should be people that love one another. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm going to end today. I I'd, I'd like to share more in the days to come. Just some. His, more, some more historical perspective, um, s- some more things that really have helped unpack this for me, uh, because I think it's a really, really important thing. I'm not saying that you need to believe as I do um, to get this, but even if you do believe that it's the inspired, um, infallible word of God, can you still believe that it's people's views of what God's like and that maybe we got it wrong throughout history and that's part of the mission of why Jesus came and that we might still be getting it wrong in some ways and that's why Jesus needs to keep showing up in our lives to help us to love one another and care for one another is that possible I don't know if you disagree with me on this, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, DM me at the Laughter Life on Instagram, or feel free to email me at thelaughterlife at gmail.com. Because uh, I'm really intrigued. If you're somebody that believes uh, in infallible, inerrant word of God, uh, can you take on some of these beliefs of what I've just shared and still remain true to what you believe about that kind of that theological uh, upholding of the Bible? I don't know. Hadn't considered that until right now, but let's see. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Friends, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Thanks for being a part of the journey. Uh, I'm excited to continue this journey with you uh, and continue to take tragedy and hopefully turn it into comedy uh, that we can begin to laugh at some of the things that uh, have tried to hurt us in the past that comes from religious systems and things like that. Uh, But then also take joy and laughter to the world that desperately needs it. Um, One that that, that desperately needs that. Um, The the God who can uh, take weeping in the night and turn it into joy in the morning. that's, that's the God that, that I believe in and the God that I want to uh, bring into the world to care for people. So have a great week, friends. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.